Hi, I'm Debbie Paul, and this is the Assist KD BA Brew, a new podcast where my colleagues and friends and I have a discussion over a brew, and we talk about our favourite business analysis-related books and ideas. We're going to be releasing the podcast every other Friday at about 10.30 in the morning. This is our first podcast, and in this one, we're talking about one of my favourite business books, it's called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's by Dr. Spencer Johnson. I'm sure some of you will have heard of it because I recommend it to everybody. Basically, it's a fable. It's a story about four characters, Sniff, Scurry, Hem and Haw, who find one day that the cheese that they normally eat for their meal has disappeared, presumably moved somewhere. And the book talks us through what happens? What are their reactions to the change? So my colleagues and I are going to discuss it and we're going to think about what does this tell us about how we react to change and are there any lessons for business analysts in here? So why not grab a brew, sit back and enjoy our talk. Hi everybody, I'm Debbie Paul and welcome to BA Brew. This is going to be a series of podcasts where I'm going to talk about books, techniques, tools, anything that really takes my fancy or those of my colleagues. Today I'm joined for a coffee by Jonathan Hunsley and Mike Williams. Thank you Jonathan. We're all here oh, with our yeah. brew and we're going to talk about a book that really really gave me some insights and some thoughts when I first read it, um, which I was astonished to find out was actually in the late 1990s. And it's called Who Moved My Cheese? And I would genuinely say it's probably one of my favourite business books. Jonathan, what do you reckon about this book? Um, well, I, I quite like it because it's short, Debbie. So <laughs> uh, any good business book is to the point. So um, I think end to end, it'll take you about half an hour to read. And there's, um, there's some really good messages in there that, that can help you with thinking about how you deal with change. Um, what is our response to change and what might be some of the things that hold us back? And so it's a, it's a somewhat, I don't know, people see it as an oversimplified story about change and, and maybe too simple to be classed as a, like a really top-end business book. But I think its simplicity is one of the reasons why it's such a compelling book. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, um, what did you think? How long did it take you to read it? Well, I, it, it does take about half an hour. I love simplicity. I'm a very, very simple person in lots of ways because my favorite little motto is keep it simple. And that's at the heart of this book, but I agree with you because it's so simple. Maybe that's its strength, but some of the messages are fab. Mm. So, what do you think, Mike? Because I know you hadn't actually read it until we said no. read this book, Mike. <clears throat> I, I hadn't heard of it before, um, and I was quite intrigued when you when you mentioned the title. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, I must be. I, I'm not sure if I'm just a slower reader or whether I overanalyzed it, but it took me way more than half an hour to go through it. Um, <laughs> and I think I was probably I probably was overthinking it a bit. I really loved it though. I thought um, it is a it is fairly simple. Um, 
but the story element sort of captivated me and I wanted to know where they were going to go and how they were going to solve it. And they, and I, and I kind of felt a bit of empathy with each of the characters. Cause I could see, I could see previous colleagues, bits of me and all sorts of things in there and thought, Oh yeah, that's kind of challenging. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really, really interesting. And it's amazing how many things it sort of reminded me, Oh, there's a BA technique for that. Or yes, we know about that. That's something we've, we've covered or uh, on, courses or whatever or courses I've been on so yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I, I would recommend it it's it's interesting uh, I read having read the book I then read reviews of the book and there seemed to be a bit of it's a bit of a Marmite book some people sort of really loved it and others um, who maybe uh, have had it thrust upon them when there's a change being um, uh, put into their organization is that we'll read this and then you'll you'll conf you'll conform to our way of thinking and you think well actually I can see why some people might think that, but even if that is what's happening in, in your organization, then actually you need to find your way through that change. So I thought it was really interesting. Mm. I think that's quite good actually, isn't it? Because it's finding their way through a maze and change mm. is a bit of a maze. And it's quite astonishing when you think it came out in the late 1990s that it talks about things like bumping off walls and going down blind alleys in the maze, mm. but still keeping going forward. And I think that is absolutely right. And that's that to me is why the book is so powerful, because it's got it's got themes through it. And that's one of the themes that it's yeah. it's not necessarily going to be straightforward. And you are going to take misturns and bump off walls where you go wrong. But you still have to keep finding something to take yourself forward. But I think one of the other themes is around the, the personality types, isn't it? Um, and there are four, Sniff, Scurry, Hem and Haw. And we don't want to spoil the book for anybody who might actually go and read it. But I think you can sort of tell that if somebody's called Sniff, they're probably sniffing the air for change. And, and, and there's a certain um, attitude to change there that maybe is a little bit different to Hem and Haw. So I really like the personality types. And mm -hmm. I wonder if we see that in, in working within a change arena. Yeah. I was, when I was reflecting on the book, I was thinking, well, it's there's there's the the themes that we're talking about the the bumping into the walls and and it's making me think about resilience, and then the the personality types, Debbie, just to pick up on what you were saying there, it's trying to help it helped me think of well, how did I deal with change in the past? Because for some changes, be it a personal or professional change, I think I'm I might have hemmed and hawed. And for others, I might have been sniffing and, and scurrying um, and bumping into walls and, and not not being too too fast. But it's there's lots in there about perspectives and um, empathy for yourself and, and and for others about where they might be on their change journey. Yeah. Um, so underneath the simple facade, I think there's a there's a lot of underlying meaning. Um, and there's there's some, some some really strong themes in there, um, but I hate that idea, Mike. You know, the that's it, impose this book on you, and then suddenly you'll be brilliant at dealing with change, and, and it's just that's a nonsense because that's that goes kind of goes goes against the premise of the book, which <laughs> um, is just I don't know, silly maybe. <clears throat> Yeah, I thought it was um, one of the things that I didn't realise until I got to the end and then came back is actually they they all kind of um, got this desire for cheese that they found at Cheese Station C. And I'm sorry, yeah. giving bits of the book away now. Sorry, spo <laughs> spoilers, spoiler alert, a little too late for the spoiler alert. But, but what I thought was really interesting is that um, at the beginning, 
they didn't know about the cheese they didn't have their cheese so 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 they had to find it first so actually revisiting that and thinking well actually all of them had to find the cheese the first time and then having found the cheese some of them decided that was the only cheese that they they'd have um and i thought that was quite an important lesson that we we all we all find our our cheese uh, at some point but but before that it wasn't our cheese and and maybe sometimes our tastes change and and maybe we we might like a different type of cheese um so maybe we need to just be sort of um, cognizant of that in ourselves that maybe we're changing and we're not realizing um yes as well as the world around us mm. you know I, I i think an interesting comment at part of the book is that if you look at some, one character particularly, it's that change being done to them. Mm. And then it's the reaction. And, you know, some people can see change coming or look for change coming. Some people maybe try not to see change coming. So maybe it's not even that it hits them in an unexpected way. They're, maybe they're absolutely deliberately trying not to see that change on the horizon. Mm. But then when it does hit them, even more then they feel, and I think they use this word in the book, like a victim, like changes yeah. hit them. And then they've got a choice. And I think that was another theme for me was this, you have a choice, you know, in, in all these things, whether it's work or personal, change happens, change is coming all the time. And let's face it at the moment, you know, we all know that and we have a choice. Mm. Mm. It's making me think about how businesses responded to the pandemic, Debbie, the, um, the choices that organisations had when uh, COVID-19 hit. Did they, did they foresee it? I don't think many organisations foresaw that COVID-19 was coming, some maybe more so than others. But then when it happened, did people scurry off and try and find solutions um, or did they um, did they haul? Did they kind of try and think they were victims and, and what the circumstances are? Or, or did they hem themselves into a pre kind of pre COVID mindset and approach? And so this is just that just COVID-19. You can think, well, what was a business's response? And then how did we each individually respond to it? Mm -hmm. um, I really like the character Hall. Um, I think I think he's quite cool because he laughs at himself in the end. Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe some of that um, resilience and being able to deal with changes to recognize your emotions and maybe not take it quite so seriously as if you can um, try and find the humor and try and recognize where you, you do have your weaknesses and your resilience. No one wants to bump into the wall of the maze. Um, but it, just, just some interesting thoughts there. Yeah. No, I think I, I quite like that as well. That idea that, try almost to look at situations and think is it really that serious mm. you know am i am i maybe taking this too seriously yeah. you know? I, I often say to to people uh, will it matter in a hundred years time mm. if we've lost our cheese at cheese station c sorry spoiler um <laughs> will it matter in a hundred years time that you've no longer getting pleasure from a particular i don't know work environment or 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 a particular thing that you're into. Um, and in, in um, my life, I'd take it on different hobbies at different times. So no longer, but um, I used to play a lot of football. Um, I got injured and um, was no longer able to play football. So I have to kind of recognize what well, that change has happened. Um, and I can sit and 
hem and whore about it or I could just get on with it and try and find a new hobby um and it's it's kind of just it's these little kind of the themes in the in the book and the characters help you to reflect well how do I deal with change um did I do it well did I did I respond did I go off and sniff and scurry and find a new hobby to replace my my loss of not being able to play football anymore um and obviously I did um but it's kind of helping you to reflect on that there was a, another thing that occurred to me was um, actually they they just talked about the one cheese, the one cheese that they were after that was in this one location. And at the beginning of the book, and again, I didn't realise this until I went back and read through it again. At the beginning of the book, it tells you that Hem lives at Camembert Hill and Hoare lives at Cheddar Lane. And I thought, well, actually, if they perhaps looked a little closer to home, they might have found their cheese in home, in their home. So it's, it's like... OK, don't don't put all your eggs in the one cheese that's there. Actually, maybe maybe work is one of your cheeses, maybe home. Maybe you need to find yeah. multiple cheeses so that actually when one of them's taken away, you're not completely bereft of, of all of the things that make you happy. Yeah. So yeah, not, that was an interesting thing. Another thing there about work life balance, then maybe mm. I can. Um, I don't know, they're, they're not necessarily thinking that, that you can get pleasure or joy from an external source that that you've got to be in a comfortable position yourself and comfortable in your own skin and, and inside your own thoughts mm. and, and at home um, and, and just the importance of having a, um, a happy and healthy home, I suppose, it's a, which I'd not picked up on that mic when I'd read through. Um, so it's, <laughs> maybe I should have spent a bit longer reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this half hour reading, how's that going for you, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, I was clearly needed to read it twice. So although I did read it, um, I probably read it uh, first time about 20 years ago mm. and um when when i knew that we were going to do this podcast i i remembered i'd actually given it to someone else um and the the book i'd given to someone else it led them to be a mature student uh, they were they were in a career that they weren't happy with i gave them the book and i don't think it's the only reason why they went off to um to study but they became a mature student at a university um and they they'd have gone off and scurried when maybe they'd been hemmed for for quite quite some time. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. But it's nice to come back to a book sometimes to think. Well, you read it. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. What is what, what themes did it give you then? And then reading it again. Yeah. Because you're at a different stage of your life. You've gone through different life experiences. And I think it. I think it can be really useful to pick up a good book again um, and see what the themes are. I think that's yeah, right. Hour, but maybe 15 years or so as well. <laughs> I think everything is context in these things, isn't it? Which which I think is is partly one of the themes underlying it as well. But really interesting point, I think, around the fact that what your cheese is mm. is what your vision is of, of your future. Um, and if your future vision is to keep things exactly the way as they are all the time then maybe recognizing that that is unrealistic. Mm. But I think as well, the different types of cheese also said to me that we do work in a context now where whether we're a business or whether we're an individual, there are different facets to what we do. So in a business, you might have a different portfolio of services and you might be looking to broaden that and to try different things as an individual you might see yourself as having a portfolio and doing different things. And that might be part of you finding 
your mm. new cheese such mm. that some of that portfolio may eventually become tired and just fade away, but at least you've moved forward constantly. So, mm. you know, I, I do think the book, it is simple. Um, Mike, you did say to me uh, before, maybe it's a little bit cheesy in places. Which oh, I thought was no. a nice comment. Okay. <laughs> but I just think there are themes in there that in its simplicity, we can think about, we can learn and we can apply. And um, I remember reading it for the very first time again, about 20 odd years ago and thinking, that is a really, really clever book. And the mm. more I think about it, the more I see. Mm. Um would you recommend the book, guys? I do. I recommend it to everybody. <clears throat> yes, I'm trying to see if I can find an audiobook version because um, my son and daughter don't tend to read, so but they'll listen to audiobooks. Um, yeah. I might be able to convince them to read this because it's quite short, but um, I don't know what it is with the, the young generation now. They, they, they don't like to have to hold something or, or, or look at it. It's interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> What about you, Jonathan? Would you recommend it? Um, well, you already I, have once. I have, I have recommended it, and I've handed the, across my copy, and and I had to quickly scurry and get a new copy for preparation for today. Um, so yes, I would recommend it, but I think you've got to want to think about change mm. before you pick up the book. If you pick up the book without being really interested in change or how you respond to change, I'm not sure that you'll pick up the book. So if you're a if you're a hem and you hate change and you don't want to change, I don't think that you're necessarily going to pick this book up, even if someone recommends it to you and you might dismiss it. So I think you've got to have an interest in this subject and maybe find it yourself. So I don't know, it's really difficult in recommending books because some people, um, you recommend a book and it lands with them and others, they dismiss it or they um, they don't take the time to read it, <laughs> pick the thing yes. Um so yes, I would recommend, but only only if someone's interested in this as a subject, personal change and and, and how you deal with it. Yeah. I think I would I would definitely talk to people about it. And if um if it seems appropriate, then say, well, actually, yeah, you should you should read it. Let them discover it rather than say, here it is, read it, it'll change your life. Because yeah. you've you've got to have the right mindset to start with. Because as you say, if you give this to the hem, they well. What are you telling me? What were you telling me this for? I'm happy as I am. I don't have. I don't have to. So, yes. they've got to have the right trigger um, to find it useful and effective. And and that's probably why some of the reviews were negative because people have been told you must read this book. Okay, well I've read it now and I didn't like it. Yeah. Actually, others really raved about it. So yeah, I I mean I would I will probably rave about it. Um, I'll probably get moaned at. So you're not going on about that book again, are you? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. The other thing I found, Mike, in the past, if you recommend a book that's um, more than a decade or five years old, some people dismiss it, and right. I think that's really short-sighted because just because <laughs> it's a slightly older book, was it 1998? Did you say, Debbie? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so over 20 years old, there's some still some really valuable themes in there because it's about human experience in in dealing with and coping with change. And they're, they're themes that are there, that are con there are constant themes. Um, but sometimes in recommending a book, if they see the date that it's published, they'll just dismiss and say, well, it's really short. It was published 20 years ago. What could I possibly learn? And I think, I think that's kind of, I don't know, a symptom of a non-growth mindset, someone that's maybe not wanting to change and learn. It's a hem, um, yes. essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> 
It's well, interesting because there's quite a few very old books that are are still very popular. Um, some some very famous authors, um, some religious texts that go back a very long time, and nobody says, "Well, I'm not going to read that because it's it's way too old now." Um, mm. the, the themes are there, so why should something that's actually relatively recent be out of date? And yeah. we we have lots of things in business analysis that go back. Uh, a very long time some of the lean thinking stuff mm. is what 1950s it's yeah. um, and earlier any yeah. less valid um, yeah 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 and and sometimes there's that rush towards the shiny object mm. there is the new book the new theory the new whatever tool technique and and i like discovering those new tools and techniques so that's me thinking right i can sniff and i can mm -hmm. scurry but in addition sometimes there's an old tool that you can use as well um a rusty tool in your toolkit. I think that's one of your phrases, is it, Debbie? It is. I'm really pleased we discussed this book because, um, as you know, I absolutely love it. It Every time I read it, I see something new and I really do recommend it to everybody. It is probably my favourite business book. Wow. So thank you for the chat, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks for another coffee soon. Cheers for now.